The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hello, everybody, and welcome, and thank you so much for being with me today and being with my beloved uh, Robert Clancy. I, I still think of him a lot throughout the course of the year. You know, there's a, there's a book by Marlo Thomas it's called Right Words at the Right Time. And, um, and it's a powerful book. She took a lot of um, well-known people in the world and asked them, what were the right words that you heard at the right time that were transformative in your life? And to me, Robert Clancy is that kind of individual um, with the way he lives, the way he models, and the way he teaches. And I'll always remember um, when you when you said, um, I love you from the bottom of my heart, but there is no bottom. And it, it's just, um, you're such a pleasure. You're an intentional spirit, Robert. And I love and have been looking forward to this day. Thank you for being here. Well, it's always such a pleasure and honor to be here and just such a beautiful conversation. And what I said is, I'd, I'd uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart, but I've never gotten there. <laughs> yeah, there is no bottom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, and a number of us use that, and, and we say, um, you know, that I, I love you uh, from the bottom of my heart, and there's no bottom. So uh, thanking or loving or whatever, there's no bottom. And that's right. a very powerful, absolutely. very powerful statement. Well, for our intentional spirits and people that are tuning in from all over the world, um, let's, even though there's been other times you've been on the show, let's still give some background. How did Robert Clancy start and, and become so activated and ignited in the work he's doing in the world? Well, it's been quite a journey, and uh, I know you know my backstory. It's actually my latest book. I, I did um, finally write the whole story of what happened to me, but I had that divine experience in my early uh, years, which is around 19 to 20 years old, and an angel appeared before me, and it was uh, on the last day of my life. It was, you know, rock bottom, and uh, I was saved, and um, I was shown that I have to do this 
work with youth and uh, bring inspiration to the world. I'd be speaking in front of people. And I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror after that experience thinking, but I am a youth and what do I have to bring to the world? And uh, that angel took away fear, doubt, and worry from me and uh, also took away my faith because I only have belief now. And I've kind of kept that a secret for 30 years, even from my own family. And uh, I finally, in 2012, decided I can't go to the grave with this. And I started to really walk that path that I was supposed to be really doing in the world. And um, I was behind the scenes, you know, inspiring youth for 30 years and working with them. And then I decided, you know, I really, uh, people need to know that heaven is real. And when... um... You know, I'm I'm very involved with um, a movement that's addressing suicide, um, and the and the youth of suicide, and uh, the the troubling experiences that uh, young people are referring to or having, or you know, all of those things. I'd like to elaborate just a little bit because we have a large population of uh, young women and young men that tune into the show. Um, where were you, um, if we may, uh, to elaborate a little bit and yes, you know, people can also get the book, but where were you prior? And I'm also curious because of my own journey and some things that appeared to me. Um, so I'm curious as well before your encounter at 20, what were you like? What, uh, were you pleased with the way life was going? Were you at times depressed? Uh, did you feel out of place? Did you think you were adopted? I mean, you know, where where were you before that moment, that defining moment? Well, all throughout my life, I had amazing love. My mother uh, just absolutely um, adored me and had this amazing smile that she carried through her whole life. My dad taught me leadership. He was in World War II. So I had a great family, uh, brothers and sisters, you know, a sister around me and, you know, all this love. And what happened was it just kind of all fell apart right when I was in college. I mean, I was a straight A student. I had everything going for me. And then I lost several friends to horrible car accidents, uh, a couple to suicide. And then um, I had this relationship with my girlfriend and we broke up and it was just, I felt very lost and decided I didn't want to feel any pain anymore. And that's when I started, um, mixing like prescription drugs and alcohol and really self-destructive path. And luckily somebody pulled me aside that saw I was struggling and she gave me this pamphlet on how to meditate. And that's, uh, the first, the first night I meditated, I guess you you considered if I was the first time at bat in a baseball stadium, I'd be at the World Series and got the Grand Slam that won the game because my first meditation experience was a seven-foot angel manifested in front of me. <laughs> so um, it kind of changes you at that point. And I, that, I hey, mean, Robert, I've smiled that would ever do since. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would definitely. And I'm looking at this beautiful face. And this entity's in front of me that was uh, white and translucent, you know, almost made out of, out of light. Um, so it wasn't in color, uh, but every detail was there. And I thought, this is the most amazing thing. And I felt I'm not worthy of this. Mm. And were there words spoken or the understanding of words that were implied? 
Yeah, exactly that. It was the understanding of the words. Um, I remember thinking something funny in my mind and thought, can you read minds? And that's when she smiled and nodded. So then I thought I better watch what I'm thinking. And then I kind of blurted out, you know, out loud. I was like, so what are we doing here? And I was overwhelmed with the feeling of, you know, why I'm here. Because, you know, you have something big in the world to do and you're destroying yourself. And that, you know, we took you to rock bottom so that you could understand what that's like so that you can help other people. But that's only a shadow of what they go through. And I can't even imagine how bad that is because that was pretty horrible. And uh, I feel for people, you know, I have this empathy um, inside of me that I can feel that kind of pain when people are struggling. Um, so I was more uh, self-destructive rather than I was really depressed or anything. And then uh, my whole life changed. Obviously, I switched, you know, changed everything, my whole circle of friends, everything the next morning. I, I just, my whole life, I just said, okay, I'm going to start walking the path. So almost like an instantaneous healing or, or, or jumping from, um, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, about a very different story, of course, but um, I always loved the song Amazing Grace, but because mm -hmm. I was being brought up in religiosity and, you know, told that I was an original, you know, were unworthy, undeserving, never going to be, you know, could never be any, you know, that kind of thing. I, though I liked the song, I didn't like the song because of what I was taught from that particular perspective of what the song meant, you know. Um, but when I um, developed more of a um, major connection with people, I started really researching things, you know, and especially things that I had hot hot buttons about, you know, like, why does that trigger me and all of that. And, and so I was fascinated with that story of, of John mm -hmm. Newton. Are you familiar with that story? Oh, um, no. Um, no. Okay. Well, anyway, the, the short of it is, is that it, it's a beautiful story, but he was a slave captain and he would bring mm -hmm. over the slaves because that's what his father did. And without going into other avenues about all that at this particular time, um, the the point of the other aspect with him is that the ship almost wrecked. And so it was like facing that level of death, he had an awakening and his mm. whole life changed. And that's what he means by he was saved and that he could now see is that he was taking a different path. And that um, sounds like exactly, you know, what happened to you. Like you had this intentionality in this incarnation. You were going to go the way that you're supposed to go or the way that everybody else was designed to go. And you have this, yeah. you know, seven foot angel that goes, hello, ha ha. Uh, don't think so. Uh, you're going this way, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And I did challenge God that day. I said, if I don't see something with my own eyes today. I'm done. Oh. And uh, I guess uh, that it was answered. <laughs> and, and the song, you know, Amazing yeah. Grace, the lyrics that bring me to tears because that's what I feel inside me. Um, mm -hmm. That song describes my journey. And I actually wrote this short poem called Sweet Grace. It's nothing is sweeter, amazing grace, the sound of your heart, a place of peace. I could be lost, love has found a heavenly place, 
I'm homeward bound. Grace is the word, I do believe, angelic voice is all I heard. Free from fear, grace saved my soul, a life rejoiced, I'm finally whole. Well, you know, that's magical just by itself, isn't it? First of all, that's a that's an awesome poem. I'd love to get a copy of that, by the way. That's really <laughs> profound. Um, and yet, you know, look at all the things we could be talking about, okay? Look at the, the, the directions that we could go. And I bring up this song, you know, from my childhood that I've had um, yeah. a whole... Uh, reckoning and I it is on record of like my favorite song and I, I use it a lot as teachable moments and more importantly I use it a lot inside myself um, of how I on my own journey have been saved and now I can see and more than just seeing with eyes but seeing from the heart so isn't that so cool and to know mm -hmm. that that's so special to you well now it even has a deeper meaning for me you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that song just, uh, I don't know. It's exactly what happened to me. It's, it's, there's something magical in that song, the, the way that it is, the music that's behind it, the notes, the resonance of it, everything. There's something in that song that can heal. I'm with you. I am so with you. It, I, to me, it's one of the greatest songs of all times. Um, and it, it's a true lesson of how when we open up what feels indifferent to us, there's always possibilities in there, you yeah, know? Absolutely. So, so you just, you were willing to go with it. You know, you, you meet a seven foot angel. Did you, did you ever get a rendering or a painting or anything, um, <laughs> or see anything after that? That was kind of yeah, archetypal. Actually, <laughs> so this is how it works for me. <laughs> By a series of coincidences, I hosted a uh, with our family a German exchange student about five years ago. I opened the door up, and you know, it was basically she was at a at a house. It wasn't working out. The coordinator asked us, you know, at the school if we could take her for a few months, you know, to finish out her year. Otherwise, they have to send her back to Germany. I open the door and there's this young woman standing on the doorstep. She has the face of the angel. What? <laughs> yeah. I can show you exactly what the angel looks like because this looks like the angel's daughter. And then I Googled what um, people were painting Gabriel because that's the name I was given when I, when the entity appeared before me. And um, I found... Yeah. Not one, but five renderings of people that had painted this girl's face. It's the same face that I saw. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't know her father, um, had a very bad experience with her father. Uh, it was, uh, you know, physical abuse. And uh, he left her life at age eight. And I'm her father now. To you know, in that way, like you know, she messages me, and you know, it's a father-daughter relationship that we have. And as much as I've been able to help her, she's been able to help me too. And it's just amazing that you know you have this person in the world who's just you know loves you just like you know as if you were a biological father, and same as a daughter, and fits into our family and everything. And it's just an amazing outgoing 
beautiful soul. I know she has uh, something to do in this world, obviously. <laughs> why would um, why would God make her face the same as the angel? <laughs> so there's some connection there, obviously. And, um, you know, it's uh, that's how my life works. So I can show people now. So it was interesting that, yes, what the rendering is, I don't have to render it. I have a physical person. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just always comes and knocks on the door at the time that it's supposed to, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I've always wanted to show people what, you know, the angel looks like because they always ask me. And now I can say, yeah, it's right there. And if you look at this young woman, people actually walk up to her and say, you have the face of an angel. She's told me. I said, I hope you told them you're right. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. Well, you've been going strong, Robert Clancy. You've been somewhat everywhere. I appreciated so much you being on the summit for um, the march towards suicide. You're always influencing out there somewhere and having an impact. Um, what are some of the things that you're into these days? I'm sure you've had several new books by now since the last time you were on the show. So. Let's get to some of your passion, some of your, your happy places for sure. Yeah, you know, my my latest book is called The Messenger, and it's also being developed into a screenplay. And, you know, God willing, it'll be a movie because I feel it's the best way I can tell my story and bring hope to other people, um, especially in that. I've had a lot of families who've lost a child that have come to me. I have one that um, my words are on, on their daughter's headstone because I, I wrote something that described her, her daughter in one sentence. I said, when, oh. you, when you love with all your heart, love, life becomes one big smile, and that's, that's carved in granite on this young woman's um, you know, grave site. And you know, I, I know I have this bigger picture. So my passion is really telling the story, and I've been working steadily on the, on the movie piece and trying to get this uh, produced, and I've met the right people, and I'm having this big move to California, so I'm moving from New York to uh, the Los Angeles area to continue working on this project. So that's one of my main things. And mm-hmm. I just let God guide me where I'm supposed to be. So, you know, you guys reached out to me to be on that uh, summit, and I said, absolutely. And I just, uh, you know, when it's the right time and the right thing, just like today, being on your show today, it's mm-hmm. uh, wherever God places me, that's where I'm supposed to be. And the movie, um, is the movie entitled The Messenger, like the book, or is it a different, uh, or, right or now, can you even say right now? Um, no, that's that's the working title. That's, that's what the screenplay is okay. titled. So hopefully they keep that. But yeah, it's based, uh, it's named after the book as well. So hopefully it all, you know, stays intact that way. And I really, one of my main things is I don't want to have a story out there that is not true or change things just because it's going to make it better. Uh, there are certain things, obviously, when you're telling a story, it's based on a, a true story. Um, you know, I had five people that were that died around me in suicide car accidents. It would be a six-hour movie if we did that, so we just combined them into two characters because mm-hmm. uh, it's just for the brevity of telling it, but the same emotion is there that I experienced. Of course, yeah. Gosh, beyond words is is the language we use. Would you anticipate that the film will be out? Or do you know, with COVID and everything else, it's probably hard to say. Our film was supposed to be mm-hmm. in and major theaters and everything, and there aren't any theaters right now. Right, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, hoping that 2021 will bring, you know, the, uh, the project uh, to the next level right now it's in pre-production. So it's really the investment, which is a little difficult because people don't want to invest in a project that's going to be in a theater when there are no theaters to show, but there is online, uh, you know, you have Netflix, Amazon prime and those other deals that are also on the table. So, We'll have to see. Um, right now, it's just getting uh, the, the investment in and then getting the script refined. Uh, there's a lot of things that's been in the works for a year or more now, and it's, it takes a long time to get everything just right. And to you know, it's a great story. That's what they said. They want a, a, beyond that. They want this to be so polished that um, there's no flaws in it at all. And that's really hard to do, especially when you're producing a movie as you know and getting it into 111 or 110 pages <laughs> yes yes well i'm glad you're holding strong and you're you're going to stick to the story that's uh very refreshing because a lot of people get hooked into uh what somebody else wants or feels will make it um more powerful so i'm glad you're right. you're staying the course with that and not surprised um because that's who you are <clears throat> well taking some um, some snippets out of uh, the book, The Messenger, um, the unbelievable true story of faith and love. I mean, you know, you, you, you state a strong claim, which is obviously what we talk about, what I teach as a spiritual leader, is there's no coincidences, there's no chance encounters, and no mistakes. And you're saying, well, what if that's true? Um, what is it do you feel with all the people you've worked with and talked to um, what is it that makes or, or that allows people to see that, gosh, everything is connected? And, and what is the resistance if they aren't? What's your, what's your thoughts about that? Well, there are three words, and I always look at them, you know, faith, love, and hope, and there are no synonyms for any of them. And they mm -hmm. only exist when you believe in them. And faith is actually the belief of the belief. So... Um, holding that and, and hope is created in that belief and love is the outcome of everything and a little faith does change everything so one of those things is is trusting in the big picture and I always uh, I got these words and as you know the other part of my story is that I've, I've uh, since December 1st 2012 I pretty much wake up almost every day or I'm inspired by everything I, I get words and one of them is uh, we never see the great picture God paints for us because we're always standing upon the canvas. And at times what we see around us is dark or murky or scary. What we have to trust is that the big picture is beautiful. And the only thing that we can ever change about the picture, because we'll never see the whole thing, is how we frame it. And sometimes the frame is even more beautiful than the image itself. And the frame is how you approach your life in trusting in the hand of God in that because everything that seems negative that's ever happened to me there's always a reason why and it's always for a bigger purpose a bigger picture you know everything that, that can happen from you know your your love or marriage or something like that falling apart to um where you have to be in life and you think that i have to work with this person or you need that deal to go through and it doesn't go through and you think why would God do this to me? I'm trying to, to do this. And really, it's because that's not the right time, the right person, the right place, or whatever that was. And it's, it's steering you into the right direction. And I always trust in that big picture. And even though I can never see it, 
I can always frame it beautifully. Wow. Spot on. And it, it really comes to when we are willing to sit in a space of, of the affirmative of there's a reason, right? I mean, our eyes and our heart must be open or it can be all around us. We don't even see it. You know, feathers can be falling out of the sky. You know, birds can be swooping down to say hello. We don't even notice if we're, mm -hmm. if we're into this consciousness of, I can't believe that didn't happen and that didn't work out and that this happened to me and I don't deserve it. There, there does need to be this fundamental opening, correct? I mean, in this space, because that's the part of the welcoming that you can remember to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I look at love as, as the most powerful word there is. And love mm -hmm. is an oasis in the desert of all of life's hardships. It's the one place that you can always go. It's instant. You can send it anywhere. It's received from everywhere. It's the oasis in the whole thing in life. And if you trust in that and understand how powerful your heart is when you can share that little piece of love, even a thought, a loving thought can, trans can, can go instant at the speed of light to someone else. And that's the beautiful thing about it. You know, love is the only other thing in the universe that also travels at the speed of light. So, and light is the only other thing that travels at the speed of love. <laughs> yes, and and ask for those ask for those signs. Um, they'll you'll get an answer. I remember one time, Robert, a few years ago, I was feeling a little off, and I had anticipated something happening, and it wasn't. And I was kind of I was having the God talk, and I was like. Well, I thought, you know, this is the direction I wanted to take. And I feel like right this moment that I'm all alone, even though I'm not. And I need some kind of sign. I go walking across the street to the beach where I live. And there was a man standing there, almost like he was waiting on me with uh, his T-shirt on with the word temple in big white letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it would go on record that he must think I'm like one of the weirdest people he's probably ever met in his life. Because I went, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, my name is Temple. And I just asked for something. And can I get my picture with you or I can get a picture of you? You know, blah, blah, blah. He looked at me like, oh, my, you know, you Floridians, you're very interesting. And obviously it was Temple University. But I knew what it meant. You know, it was just like huge. And and so uh, ask for those signs for those of you that are tuning in because they'll come. And they will greet you in, in, in many different ways. I'm talking to the one and only Robert Clancy. You can look him up on Facebook. He is the author. He is the noted person of The Guide to the Soul. He's like one of my favorites. We want to get your comments on Facebook Live. That's the reason we do it. So if you have any questions for Robert, now's the time to ask. You can join me at templehays.com. And we love being with you and participating. Um, Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit, 
with Reverend Temple Hayes. and thank you for being with us and thank you so much for your ongoing support of Unity Online Radio. We're, we're a necessary and an essential voice in the world, that's for sure, and reaching people all over the world. Uh, thank you for tuning in with me at templehaze.com or firstunity.org to keep up with us and our messages uh, that are also global. We're very grateful to you. We're talking today to Robert Clancy, The Guide to the Soul, you can follow him on Facebook along with uh, close to a million other people that follow him. And he is a difference maker and brings such a great message as an intentional spirit. Uh, please go to his website. He has a number of books. Um, the most recent one is The Messenger, an, unbelieved, an unbelievable true story of faith and love. And Robert tells about his encounter with the angel in his life that transformed him him forever, as well as messages that are necessary to each of us in living more of an amazing life versus an ordinary life. And that's probably a good question for you to ask yourself today. Am I living an ordinary life or is my life amazing? Am I excited about my life or am I getting through my life? And those are um, some very um, strong measurables because that's the reason we do this show is because, you know, yes, we have things going on. We have environment things. We have issue things. We have COVID things. We have all different kind of things. We have culture changes that we're going through. We have changes at all kind of levels, but there's a core inside us that is unwavering. And I, that's why Robert's work is so important and the work we do is so important as intentional spirits is no matter what is going on on the outside you continue to grow and build your core inside so robert the floor is on you i'm so happy that you're here and so appreciative for the work that you do well thank you so much and i think i'll open it up with you know i was thinking about the universe and how many stars there are and some of the words that i've gotten are there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on all the beaches in our world. Mm. And the interesting thing about the stars is each has a unique light that is just like our soul. And each of us have our own light that we need to bring to the world. And it's really, you have your career, you have your calling, and why are you here? And I've had so many people ask, like, why am I here? What's my purpose? And I know that every purpose relates to love in some way as long as you find that path to lead you there and that is the one thing that is part of everything it's what connects us all together it's it's the it's like the strings that connect the entire universe together and what connects each of our souls together uh, let's talk a little bit more about about purpose is it is it an arrival place that a person says oh, you know, I've been doing these workshops and I think I know what my purpose is. I've heard through the years so many people say, I don't know what my purpose is. Um, I'm curious as to what you feel about it and what you believe about it, because uh, words, you know, have so many different meanings to different people. To you, what is it when you're on purpose and or you know your purpose? What What is that like? Well, purpose to me is not a destination. 
it's the journey that you take. It's uh, every step you take forward in that is part of that. And it's, that's when you're fulfilling your purpose is walking that path. It's not a, a finite place at the end. Like, I, okay, I'm going to fulfill my purpose and then I'm done. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an ongoing process. It's never done. It's just part of what you are and what you do in life. And that's exactly how I identify with it. Not that um, I needed ours to be alike uh, at all, um, because I've I've lived long enough to to know I learn more from you know things that are different often. But to me, purpose is not. It's it doesn't necessarily equate to the business card that you have. It's about like you said. It's about who you are. It's about who you are on the journey and and what presents itself right in front of you that you respond to with a purposeful meaning um, that to me, that that's what it's all about. It's not what I'm doing. It's more what I'm being, even though doing sometimes right. comes into play. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, when you when you're not there, you feel lost. And I wrote this other poem called Lost. And it relates to the Amazing Grace one I wrote earlier uh, and read earlier. It's um, titled Lost. I was lost. I was alone. Only two feet to take me home. I lost many friends. I had no place. Only my thoughts and angels face. I took one step, then another. My only guide, the Holy Father. I had fear and I had doubt. I could only cry. I couldn't shout. I gathered strength. Fell to my knees. I prayed for hope, and love set me free. I followed the light to a new day. This is how I found my way. Wow. Are, is there a book with all these poems in it? Uh, there are in some. Most of these I've uh, are unpublished. I put them out. Um, I do have a book of, uh, I think these are in my Love Awakenings poetry book so they should be in there and I have pictures of when I was um, in the southwest and I took all these pictures uh, in a black and white camera on a Nikon FM uh, developed my own film so it's got grain in it my son saw it and he said what how do you get pictures like that because <laughs> so he saw you know it's like Amsel Adams and I had pictures of Monument Valley and Grand Canyon and and places in Nevada way up north and ghost towns and things like that and I put these pictures in the book along with the poems Oh, they're very powerful. And what's the name of that book again? Uh, Love's Awakenings. I see it. Love's Awakenings, Healing the Human Spirit, A Poetic Journey. That's it. Yep. Well, everyone, you can go to the website. The website is guidetothesoul.com. So that's where you can access uh, Robert's work, uh, the books he's doing, um, the newest book, The Messenger. And the recent one, Soul Cipher, wasn't that the correct name of it? Yep, Soul yes, Cipher. Soul Cipher, and, yes. And that book did extremely well, did it not? Yes. Um, both uh, The Messenger and Soul Ciphers, uh, as well as Love's Awakenings, are all international bestsellers. Well, congratulations, young man. <laughs> <laughs> So faith, hope, and love is what is what guides you. Yes, 
Uh, those are the key. And then at the, um, the other part of that pyramid, if you had the fourth one, is peace, because they all lead to that. Mm-hmm. So we have a, um, a, a situation like, like COVID, okay? And, and we have other things going on too, but specifically, let's, let's look at that one. So we have this virus of COVID. Um, how does uh, an encounter like that of great magnitude, uh, what is your process with that? And, and how have you been um, identifying and in, in relationship? I mean, obviously it changed your travel schedule and things like that, but what's, where is your faith with that? And how do you see this working together um, for our best good, either as we're going through it or on the other side of it? Well, I look at the silver line that comes out of that, and it's a great thing that you brought up about it, because um, think of how much you're going to appreciate those little things that you took for granted. Right. Just going to the mall and walking past people and used to be probably passing them going, oh, just get out of my way. I want to get into the store. At least people are around. I, it's too busy. Think about how much you miss that right now. How much you miss just going to the gym. And, you know, when I'm out, I do these uh, between three and 10 mile walks every day. Uh, and I try to at least get a smile and a wave from every person I pass on the other side of the road. And that's just a goal that I do while I'm out. And, you know, for about 80 to 90% successful, depending on if they're looking or not, or, you know, if they're, they've got their headphones on and they're tuned out. But, uh, you know, just those little things, just people smiling and waving, and you take that for granted and not being able to see and interact with other people socially. And you haven't seen, you know, when you're out and there's a sea of masks, think about how many smiles you haven't seen. You have to smile now with your eyes. And I know a little bit about, trying to smile with your body because I went to the children's hospital as uh, Spider-Man a few times. Um, apparently, <laughs> long story how I became Spider-Man, but I, I got asked to go to the children's hospital and um, I had the most amazing time doing that. And the thing I realized is Spider-Man does not have a smile. It's only just two eyes. It's not even a nose. And, oh, that's um, right. Spider-Man is all mask up, and, which is yeah. not fun wearing this mask these days, but you're right. so right. Oh my gosh. What I found, I I found other that. ways, other ways to make Spider-Man smile. I can make a heart with my hands. I can point at my heart and point it to kids. I can do things with just my body gestures that make them smile. Wow. Well, what an insight. I'm so glad I asked you that because that's a, that's a real missing for me, you know, and seeing, um, going in, you know, the, the grocery and, different places and everyone wearing a mask, which by the way, we aren't in any time soon going to be doing public spiritual community because there's so many restraints that it, it's not going to feel like us at all. You know, when people say they look forward to coming back, they're talking about the way it used to be, not the way it would be, you know, at least right now in, in the new way. But, um, Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. You can make your body smile. <laughs> yes, you can. And, you know, I, I, I actually tell people when I'm at, you know, checking out, I would say, hey, I just want to let you know I am smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so you're you're saying that um, one of the things you see from the COVID is that for the love, the deep level of grace and appreciation that it's giving people to to look at their lives, uh, the way that they were doing certain patterns or habits or things like that, and to really appreciate um, those moments. Yes, absolutely, because that's really the key is, is, you know, when you can imagine that you can get together, um, that you these little things that you lost that you didn't appreciate before that, you're going to bring that to your conscious and you're going to say, oh, my God. Like I heard somebody talk about the other day, they were able to eat in a restaurant for the first time in like three or four months. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I'm going to be able to eat in a restaurant today. <laughs> And, you know, if you ask them, you know, back in December, it'd be like, ah, maybe I'll get a re- you know, reservation. I don't know if I want to go out, you know, do those types of things. And now you just appreciate the ability to sit down and be with other people, even though you're still all separated and it's still a little odd because everybody's going in and out with their face masks. And then you can take them off when you're eating. So you get to see faces briefly. You're all separated still by six feet. There's empty tables. Some some restaurants do funny things and they'll put mannequins in the tables or, you know, all sorts of things or inflatable <laughs> stuffed animals or something, you know, inflatable uh, things in there like giant bananas or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. Right, you right. You have fun with it. You know, the one well, thing I know is just people haven't lost their humor. <laughs> right, right. Well, I re- recall, you know, a few years ago when they made it public and, and here in Florida, too, that they legalized same-sex marriage. And um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just such a, a moving experience, you know. I mean, they're really, I don't guess there would be any words for it, you know. And I was sitting around talking to a group of people, and it's, it's poignant, too. It's uh, Gay Pride Month, and right now mm-hmm. and but anyway so they were talking about well, yes but we still have so much further to go and you know and just so much more to accomplish and all of that and for me it was just like i hear you but i just i really want to enjoy this moment i i never mm-hmm. thought that any of these words would be said out loud in my lifetime you know i never thought that i would stand up in front of a room and refer to my wife, you know, without someone uh, shooting me or wishing me dead or, you know, never wanting to see me again in their lives or calling me horrible names or whatever. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's the appreciation of, of the journey. Um, and this is a, a, a sacred time in, as my friend calls it, instead of a mm-hmm. sacred time out, it's a sacred time in and um, allows people to really reflect on their lives. I've, I've known a number of people that have relocated and decided they don't want to live in the city they're in or go and join their family or, or, or leave uh, their family of origin and go somewhere else or have deepened their, you know, relationship with their career or whatever. There's a lot of people that have really, instead of resisted this time, they've seized this time. And in that space allowed the mysticism to grow within them for um, more elaborate direction or more enhanced direction. It's really cool in so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, one of the keys is um, what you're saying there and just uh, the appreciation of, of that moment that you had 
and understanding that you didn't think you'd ever hear those words ever spoken, you know, <laughs> and there they are. And so oh, yeah. now what? Your your next question is where do you go from there and where are you going to take that? Yeah, build upon that. You know, there's tremendous power in that. And I, I think that's a, a, a true way to live is never forget where you came from. You know, I mean, I, I love that one of your your real grounding moments is at 20. And that's when, you know, the angel appeared and that's when a new path began. And, you know, those kind of things. I, th- I think it's valuable when we reflect upon our history, though it doesn't have to define us, it certainly describes us, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's yeah. uh, very powerful. Very powerful. And where you come from, you know, it, it's uh, the metaphor is like an oak tree. You know, an oak tree knows where it came from. It, it started with its roots, and it, it's always reaching for the light. So as it grows, it's it's just getting bigger, but it's always reaching toward the heaven. And the only way you can capture all the light is to be open. So it's you take a lot from a tree when you see a tree because they're all always heading up. And so when you're at rock bottom, the one thing that you can do is lift your chin and look up because that's the way out. That's where the light is. That's where you, you know, your journey begins to, to climb out of that hole that you're in. Well, because we're so inundated, uh, Robert, with, you know, access to... Um, uh, a 24-hour news coming at us or notifications on our phone or things like that. I think it has um, ignited within a lot of people to talk about the world or or the way the world could be or the way the world isn't. Um, do you, just personally, do you, do you feel, um, do you feel more people are waking up? I mean, is that, yes. is that uh, what, what, what really continues you and, you know, keeps keeps you going. Um, is that you you hold this space that it's always getting better, and that um, it's what we see doesn't really reflect um, much of the whole world anyway. How do how do you um, how do you hold all that? Well, I I realize that you know you're you're talking to like a hardcore business person. You're not thinking spirituality. You're not thinking faith. You're not thinking any of that. You're thinking business. And I've been in those situations. And what I realized is that every single person questions that, why they're here, what faith is and what their faith is and what their purpose is. And I've had some very deep spiritual conversations with people that you would have never thought, you know, at least outwardly, they don't, they don't seem very spiritual. And then come find out that's what they've been thinking about. So the underlying piece that's in there so everybody is waking up more to why they're here and what they need to do and what is the greater picture and how do they fit into it well that's encouraging (laughs) it is (laughs) it's very encouraging so in in the world that you see and live in the world is getting better all the time or the world is right And the other thing I realized is God isn't in a hurry, so why are you? (laughs) Sometimes you Mm -hmm. have to be patient for things to unfold. Mm -hmm. It's all divine timing. It's happening at the time it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
and I've seen it unfold many, many times that I've I've had this um, amazing uh, confirmation of that through different experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think that's a big part of our our guidance, isn't it? You know, it's like um, years ago when I would teach classes and I would talk about universal energy and a loving God and and it never fell. You know, somebody would bring up, well, if God's so loving, then why did this happen to those children? And why did this happen to that country? And, you know, my answer was really always the same. It's like, I don't know. All I can speak of is through personal experience, you know, the God that I've come to know and the power of love. And I know that through the dark night or or through the brightest of the sunshine, that it's unfailing and that it, it gets better all the time. Even in the worst of times when you don't feel like it can get better, it gets better. That's what I believe in and that's what I stand for. Um, it, it, because, you know, it's it's so easy to come up with the, with the one argument to prevent the faith, hope, and love to really be expressing in your life. Yeah, there was a woman that I met, uh, her brother, died suddenly and then her niece and his wife took over the business to run it and what happened was um the the niece's estranged boyfriend came in and murdered both of them and the woman was so distraught like losing all three people in a very short amount of time and she said if god exists and you know my brother was in heaven he wouldn't have let that happen to them he would have watched over that he would have prevented that he would have saved them. Wow. And I said one thing to her. I said one thing. I said, how do you know the savings happens here? Oh, my. And That's it stopped her in her tracks. Mm-hmm. And she, like, it looked like she got hit by a bolt of lightning. Because she said, oh, my God, you're right. Never thought of it that way. Just a change in perspective. I saw her. I didn't even recognize her. I was at an event about a year and a half later. This woman comes up to me. She's smiling. She's laughing. She grabs on me and says, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. Do you remember me? And I'm thinking I don't. I can't even place her. <laughs> she said, then I finally figured out she was that woman. And she was like, I said, oh, my God, you're so, like, full of life now. She said, I have been ever since that day. Well, like I said, when I first started this show, you're the right time at the right words guy. <laughs> well, those hopefully were those uh, those right words for that woman. Um, and I've had other people come up to me, and you know, I'll see them later, and I don't know, it's just something they remember I said to them. And it's where we can do that for each other. Anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. It's giving the person a change in their perspective. Sometimes it's a different way to look at the, you know, when problems. I'm a I'm a puzzle person. Like I like to solve puzzles. Sometimes you got to sleep on it, and then the answer comes the next day. Uh, and sometimes you need to look at it a different way. So if you ever do those word games and, you know, you're, you're trying to unjumble something, just keep scrambling the letters until something appears, and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that was in there. Sometimes it's just looking at it a different way, and that's where the solution is. Yeah, and, and the willingness to be an original first responder, right? Because you could have easily said, oh, I see what you mean, you know. Right. (laughs) 
instead of allowing what wanted to come through you, you know, um, or what is that poster that says someone asked me why I came here? I came here to, to live out loud. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you want to give us a closing poem because you're, you're, they're so beautiful. Why don't we yeah, end on yeah. a, a beautiful poem of your work? All right. Well, I have, uh, it's not really a poem, but it's an angel's thoughts. You got it. There's, n- <laughs> there's no need to worry. You're always in God's hands. There's no need for you to ask again. All your prayers were heard. There's no need for you to cry. Your sorrow is felt in my heart. There's no need for you to give up. I know where you're going. You just need to know that I love you with all of the light of my soul. That's powerful. Yeah, there's probably no hearing aids in the afterlife, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's that's kind of what I felt when the angel appeared before me. Mm-hmm. That's what I was given. If I could put it into words, how I was overwhelmed with that healing at that moment. It was those those words came from that messenger. Wow. That's so powerful. Everyone, I'm I'm talking to Robert Clancy. If if you don't know him, it would serve you to know him. You can go to his website, Guide to the Soul. And that's really what his work is all about. That's his purpose is his, he offers ideas and thoughts and wonderful books and soon to be a movie about the guide to your own soul. It's been a pleasure having you with all of us today on Facebook live and, and on Robert's Facebook followers and with unity online radio, we're very grateful. We truly are this voice of a changing world and we're so grateful for you tuning in um stay in tune and tune in anytime thank you for listening to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on The Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again. Don't take your dreams lying down.